0: Now that the dust has settled from D23, we're starting to get more access to different interviews from actors pertaining to their respective projects. Winston Duke gave us a little bit of insight on what fans could be expecting for Wakanda Forever in November. Charlie Cox also took to the red carpet to let us know that the upcoming season of Daredevil Born Again is going to be a new number one season. It's not going to be a number four season. So Fans could be expecting maybe some different things from it. Also, today is new comic book day, and James T is going to let us know what's hot and what's not. I'm your host, Amir, and this is The One in 100 Podcast. So things have finally started to calm down from D23 and a lot of fans didn't seem to be that satisfied. So I'm wondering what the next steps for D23 are going to be next year. This was an opportunity for, you know, Marvel and Star Wars to really just lay it on us uh, and show us some things that we uh, didn't see coming. So a lot of fans aren't really excited, but some good news did come from D23 especially pertaining to Daredevil Born Again, Charlie Cox had this to say on the red carpet about whether or not this is a fresh start for Daredevil or will this be a continuation of season four? My feeling is, based on the title, Born Again, I think that it's the sense is it's going to be a new beginning. It's going to be different. It's going to be tonally different. It's going to be new stories and new ideas. It, and, and it's a, it, like, like Kevin said, it's a season one. It's not season four, so it's a whole new thing, which is, I think, the right way to go, you know? Like, if you're going to do it again, let's do it it differently. So, as you can see, Charlie Cox, uh, he basically said that this is a brand new season. This is uh, a season one. This is not a continuation uh, of the last Daredevil stuff that was on Netflix, and I think I'm excited about that. I'll be honest with you. I'm still trying to figure it out, but I think I'm excited. I think I'm very interested in seeing what... Kevin Foggy, uh, wants to do with the daredevil character, uh, see who he puts him up against. I mean, we already know that Kingpin is going to be involved in this series, um, played by Vincent D'Onofrio and, uh, we all love him as Kingpin. So, but I'm also looking forward to seeing if, if we get a new portrayal of, um, uh, of the hand or if a lecturer will be involved in this series going forward. So who are going to be some of the villains that we're going to be seeing in this, man? It's 18 episodes. This will be one of the longest seasons that uh, Disney and Marvel have, have done with the MCU. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how they flush this out. Daredevil is a dope character and we will be seeing Daredevil this week on She-Hulk. A lot of people are excited about this. A lot of people are a little nervous about it as well. We're hoping that we won't be seeing a goofy uh, Matt Murdock. Hopefully we don't. Hopefully this sets the tone as far as what Daredevil Born Again is going to be. Because I can say for sure that as far as She-Hulk goes, the guest appearances, we do kind of get Uh, a lot of screen time with those characters. We definitely got a lot of screen time with Wong in the past two episodes. So I'm hoping that Daredevil can get just as much screen time as Wong so we can kind of figure out what direction we're heading in uh, with his upcoming series. Speaking of Daredevil, uh, let's head over to James. Uh, Today's new comic book day, man. So he's going to let us know uh, what were some of the books he picked up and what's hot and what's not. Hey, James, thanks for joining me today, man. I really appreciate you taking some time to uh, give us some spoiler-free reviews of some of the hot books that you picked up.
1: All right. Well, first, um, I'd like to thank Amir for having me on the show. My name is James Tomlinson, JT. You know, I'm just going to do a couple of uh, reviews on some books that I find interesting that, you know, there's a few new ones out and then a couple of old, you know, older ones, but they're they're, they're still pretty good books. Uh, so first up we have Ten um, Thousand Black Feathers by Jeff Lemire and Andre Sorrentino, the same creative team who did Gideon Falls. So if you're into that kind of mystery, demonic, uh, undertone kind of story, this is probably up your alley. It's a very cool read. Um, it's basically about a girl named Trish who meets another young girl named Jackie. Um, They've become fast friends over their love for sci-fi and uh, noir-type stories. Um, the story flashes back and forth between Trish's past and her present. And all throughout the story itself, there's a voice that Trish keeps hearing, and she sees these black feathers. And the interesting part is that we don't know who this voice is. It's not her internal voice. It's not... Uh, someone in the book it's just someone off panel now at the very end I don't want to spoil it of course so I'm not going to but somebody appears at the end of the story and they don't look quite human but they know Trish so I would say this is a pretty interesting first issue I'm going to give it maybe one or two more books um and I'm going to see how it actually goes and um, see if the story gets flushed out more by issue two, hopefully. All right, so next up, I've got I Am Batman number 13. This is The Right Question, part two, written by John Ridley and art by Christian Deuce, Eduardo Casana, and Julio Ferreira. So we got a nice little art team going here. What this basically has is right now, we've got Batman, Jace Fox, working with the question and they're still trying to solve the murder of Anarchy and of Danny Chan, who is an activist. The main suspect in Batman's mind is the Detective Keenan. And if you had read any of the previous issues, you'll know that this detective doesn't exactly like serial killers and he really doesn't like Batman. Yeah. You know, having, having tried to kill Man Ray previously and having actually almost taken out Batman So it stands to reason that Batman thinks that this detective may have something to do with those murders. We're not quite sure. And underneath it all, part of the story also has um, Tiffany. And in the last issue, she had met a girl, Kaylin. So now in this issue, her and Kaylin's relationship develops a little bit more. And somebody from Kaylin's past comes in. And this person is a disruptive force. And Tiff is trying to figure out what she should do. And by the end of this story, Tiff has a couple of answers. You know, this is something to definitely look out for. If you're looking for a developing, in my opinion, a developing new hero, I would definitely pick this issue up. Next up, I have Predator number two. All right. Now, Predator number two is number two of six by Ed Brisson, who's the writer, and Kev Walker, the artist. The cover art was by. Uh, Lionel Francis, you, and Sonny, go. So I'm not sure if anybody's actually you know, familiar with this, but obviously uh, Disney slash Marvel has um, purchased the rights to Predator as well as Alien. And this is the first series within the Marvel Universe continuity for Predator. Now, issue two picks up where Theta, our main character, Is still hunting down the predator who um, killed her family as well as a group of scientists 15 years prior. So, in order for her to go after this predator, she has adapted some of their skills. The only thing that she has going for her is her armor, her skills, and her ship, Sandy. Sandy has an artificial intelligence that is a part of her ship but it's more than that because that ship is the last thing she has from her parents. So she makes her way to a way station, but it's not quite what she thinks it is. When she gets there, she's going to have a really painful surprise. This is definitely something worth picking up. If you are a predator fan, it has the same feel as the movies with being hunted or hunting. And it has just enough excitement to keep you interested as you turn the pages. Lastly, I have one of my favorites. It's Daredevil number three by Chip Sidarsky. And Marco Cicetta is actually only doing the cover on this one. Raphael Della Torre is doing the art, the interior art. It, it doesn't take away from the story though, because it's it's well written. It's it's beautiful to me. You know, I'm a Daredevil fan, so you know I'm gonna be a little impartial about this. But where this issue takes place, this is issue three of the Red Fist saga. Now, if you're not familiar with what's currently going on with Daredevil, you would really have to go back and hopefully read the first or volume six, which is where um, Chip Zadarsky took over. And I would also encourage you to read Devil's Ring. Even if, you know, whether it be a floppy or a graphic novel.
0: Hey, that, because, that trade is out. That trade is out.
1: <laughs> I would definitely say pick it up if you can, because it this leans into that prior story. Right. So basically what we have is we have Daredevil looking to build up the fist, which is him and Electra's army against the hand. Now, if you are not not too sure right now, Frank Castle, not not a spoiler. But Frank Castle, if you if you picked up any Punisher books, he is currently the leader of the hand. So that means that if he's the leader of the hand, Daredevil is the leader of the fist or one of the leaders of the fist, eventually we're going to have yet another classic battle between Daredevil and Punisher. But there's more to this. As you read this story itself, you will see that Daredevil tries to recruit a couple of people. One of them is the current mayor of New York City. There's also another person from a previous run. All I'm gonna say is is that if you were a fan of Detective Cole North, well, you you, you might be in for a surprise. Now, anybody who has not read Daredevil Woman Without Fear, I would recommend picking up that 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 three-issue floppy, or I'm pretty sure there's a trade-out by now because you're going to need to refer to that as well. When I tell you that this book is building to something big, it's an understatement, but this is possibly my favorite read for the week, and I would encourage anyone who is into Daredevil at all to go out and get this book. You will not be disappointed.
0: Well, bro, listen, uh, you, you, you sold me on Daredevil. Unfortunately, from my pockets, uh, just with those two, those two uh, drops that you had there at the end, uh man, I wasn't going to do it, but I might, I might have to now. Uh, but yeah, also just to piggyback off of your John Ridley uh, mention, as far as uh, I am Batman goes, he is going to be putting on another uh, mini series for DC. Uh, coming out in October, October 18th, actually. Oh, it's really? Called, yeah, it's called GCPD, The Blue Wall. And it's going to be, you know, the main character in that is Renee Mont- Montoya. Uh, and she's going back to to Gotham and trying to get, you know, her guys in order so they can handle business and clean up Gotham, Gotham City. So, like I said, it's a six-part miniseries. So if you dig John Ridley, you know, definitely go check that out. Uh, but, yeah, man, thank you so much, James, for uh, giving us those Those uh, awesome job. Appreciate you, man. See you next week. All right, thank you. Once again, thank you to James Tomlinson for joining us uh, today on New Comic Book Day, and giving us those really good reviews on some of those books, man. You guys go pick those books up. It's a lot of hot stuff out there for you to read. Um, So transitioning back into D23, uh, Winston Duke from Wakanda Forever, he plays M'Baku. He was on the red carpet and he had this to say about... What fans could expect when we sit down in the theaters on November eleventh, because uh, seems like when he read the script, he was pretty surprised himself. So there's a lot of
1: the oh my god scenes. I can't, I can't narrow it down. It's a lot of like action. It's you know the movie is is, is magnified, you know, because it's really centered around an ensemble, you know. So is there a awesome. new Black Panther? I, I think you have to just wait a couple months, but it's worth it. November
0: 11th, baby. So first off, I just want to say I am extremely excited for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, Ryan Coogler and the cast were obviously they they wanted to make a great movie first. You know what I'm saying? They they lost their leader in Chadwick Boseman. Uh, and I know a lot of people want to see Black Panther recast. And I'm one of them. You know, I feel like the character is too important to the MCU for us not to have. But since they did not go that route, I am very excited to see exactly what Winston Duke was talking about. I want to see this entire cast. I want to see this entire ensemble, you know, come together and make a great movie. I want to see more of Wakanda. I want to see a lot of action. I want to see just, you know, I want to be able to stand up at the end of this movie and, you know, clap like I did for for the first Black Panther. And I really feel like this this cast, you know, they're very excited. Um, I feel like they have a lot to prove you know, and I feel like they want to represent Chadwick Boseman very well when it comes to this Wakanda Forever movie, and then we'll go forward. But what he didn't say at the end, and obviously he can't say that there is or isn't going to be a a new T'Challa or Black Panther in the movie or who is going to maybe take up that mantle. But I don't know, man, it was just the, the, the tone in his voice really made me feel like There's going to be a surprise for us at the end of this movie. And that I'll be honest, that's complete spec talk. (laughs) And we'll definitely dive into more of this spec talk for Wakanda Forever and Black Adam and Star Wars, all those types of things uh, this Saturday on the 1 in 100 podcast, Unplugged. Hosted by the Chibata Boys. Me and Kay will be back at it again this Saturday morning. So make sure you guys tune in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you tell your friends and everybody, especially people in the comic book community, because we are, like I said, trying to put the fan back in fandom. There's enough negative you know, news going on in the YouTube space and everything. So what we're trying to do here, we're trying to continue to build up positivity. And the only way we can continue to do that is with your help. So please continue to subscribe to the 1 in 100 podcast everywhere where podcasts are found. Tune in this Saturday. The Chibata Boys will be hosting the unplugged version of the 1 in 100 podcast. And yeah, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Amir, and this is the 1 and 100 Podcasts.